0: Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. Good morning, noon, and night. How are you guys doing? It is me, Ryan. I am here Um, doing another best of episode. It one fifty one on, I I guess, Monday morning now. We're past midnight. I'm in St. Louis. Me and Doug are here to consult with one of our clients, Um, and we need to get an episode out to you guys. So we're going to get the best of December of 2022. Now, this episode of the best of, I... I think what we really focused on in December was communication. Um, even in the solo episodes, a lot of it was following communication and I have three episodes with our guests, Coda, Brian and Jeff, and they're going to break down a little bit of communication with you. We're going to start with Coda Ivers. Let's take a look.
1: Create so many, many what hug, I like to call hoppers, right? They hop from one company yeah, to yeah. another. And, yeah. uh, You know, I would would coach, coach, once once you got got into into the management management level, level, especially on the cable side, side, once you got into the management level, level, I would would start start coaching mindset mindset at that that point. point, You know what what I'm saying? saying? And uh, we would, we would go through these exercises where we mapped out the next five years of their life. And uh, one of the hardest things to get them to wrap their mind around was opportunity versus compensation, right? Mm. And so making Mm compensation-based decisions is usually a short-term decision versus opportunity based decision, like looking at the company and saying, okay, you know, if I go in, you know, I know I'm good at what I do, whether it's sales or just any job I've ever had, right. I've been one of the top employees, right? So I know I'm going to go in, I'm going to learn, I'm going to execute, I'm going to re- rise in the ranks. Where's my opportunity with this company versus the income? You know what I'm saying? And if yep. you make an opportunity based decision. You may not get the income right away, but the, the, Opportunity is so much more important in motivating us over the long term versus the end. Yeah, term, absolutely.
2: Right?
1: So what do you think a good opportunity in, in solar looks like? Like if, if we've got some people listening to the show that aren't happy with the company that they're with or they want to get into solar, they're in you know, pest control or they're in security or whatever the case is, they're in another door-to-door business or maybe even uh, telemarketing and they want to get into a different product. Solar's been on their mind. They're looking to make that jump what should they be looking for in a solar company?
2: There's a few different things. Um, The way I look at it is there's not a right answer for everybody because it depends on your goals and it depends on the model that you most appreciate or resonate with. Uh, But I do think number one at the top is trust, which is a really difficult one (laughs) because you might not know anybody in the solar industry and you might have to do some cold reach outs and meet some people and so you're kind of using your best judgment on whether or not you can trust this person or or this company, because, and the reason I put trust at the very top is because plain and simple on paper, people can show a lot of opportunities, a lot of sexy things in terms of where this could be going, what your red line might look like, your pay scale, all these different things. But ultimately if you can't trust them, not to screw you, the best opportunity in the world isn't going to actually be fulfilled. So I put trust at the top because you got to know that it's real. Um, outside of trust, I would look at the values and the culture and the attitude of the environment you're going to be in, because the environment's the greatest dictator of your success. You, we, we've all heard that you're the environment of the, you become the, you know, the average of the five people you hang out with the most, mm-hmm. and it's true, and it's cheesy and overplayed for a reason because it's a fact. And
0: yeah. if you
2: go into an environment of killers, you'll be a killer. If you go into an environment of complainers and victims, you will be a victim and you will complain. And so even if you have five times as poor of a pay scale with a company that has an absolute savage mentality, a mentality of abundance and success and victory and confidence and supporting each other and momentum, you're gonna make overall way more money in that environment than the one with the absolute best pay scale on the planet You know they pay you within 24 hours all those things but the environment is complaints it's negative it's sleazy it's uh Mm -hmm. screwing people out of money to make a quick buck so i put environment and culture and values right under trust and then outside of that i think uh you really just have to look at what your goals are for the long term what you're looking to get over the next two years three years five years however long you're kind of expecting roughly to stay in this industry in this opportunity and then align that with the company that sort of fits into that model. And the things that I would look at are how is this going to be sold a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now? Because I don't think door-to-door is going to be the number one thing. I don't think door-to-door is ever completely going away by any means. But I do think that – well, not even I think. Statistically, people are answering their doors less right now, plain and simple. It's, you know, DoorDash, people put in the notes like myself, don't knock, don't ring the doorbell. Just, just just, message me when you deliver it, and I'm going to, like, right. crack my door open, grab my food, and slam the door. And that's kind of the culture that we're in right now. And as awful as it is, COVID accelerated that massively. And people are in their doorbell cameras, and they don't have to come to the door. They don't want to come to the door. So I do think that the model of how it's going to be sold is, is changing and adapting. And you should probably mm-hmm. put yourself in a situation and a company and an opportunity that's suited to adapting with the times. Another interesting thing right now is financing. You have to sort of bet on where you think the market's headed over the next year to two years because financing is heavily affecting the industry. Are you with a company that is not making necessary adjustments to be able to potentially price a little bit lower, a little bit more competitively, and also have more competitive financing options to better suit the customer while these interest rates are so ridiculous because dealer fees, finance fees, all these are getting crazy with a lot of these companies. So that's another thing that I would look at is all right, where is the financial market of solar headed over the next year or two, and who's making the necessary changes uh, to keep me in a competitive spot with this company? Uh, and then outside of that, I would just say a place where you are happy is probably the last thing. Like you, 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 you don't need to sacrifice your quality of life and your level of fulfillment and peace and happiness just to have a good company. I used to always say this quote, uh, live now like most others won't to live later like most others can't. And I love it. I love it still to an extent, but I would change it because that quote basically insinuates that you have to sacrifice everything now to Mm -hmm. eventually get everything. And this is the first year that I've, I've realized that's not the case. You don't need to sacrifice everything that you care about. You can live a healthy and a happy life. You know, you can go home and if you like Netflix, you can watch an episode of Netflix every night. You really can. You can be a billionaire. There are billionaires that watch Netflix, like <laughs> the whole, like you have to be up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 3 a.m. and you got to work yeah. all day long. It's just not true. You can create leverage. You can create a lifestyle. You can build a, a system for yourself and an environment for yourself where you can thrive and be happy while building. It does it mean you can avoid hard work. No. Does it mean you can sleep in and be lazy? No. Does it mean you can lack discipline? No. You're still going to have to do all of those things. But I do think that it's important to find a place that you're going to be happy and excited to wake up to and to work for. Because if you don't have that vigor where you wake up and you're like, hell yeah, I got to go and work for these guys, it's not going to last that long. And it's just going to be an uphill battle to continue winning with that company.
1: And it's going back to what, what you said in the beginning, that short-term thinking versus long-term thinking. Everything you just went through is very long-term focused, right? Trust, values, culture. Are you happy there? And I agree with you hundred percent. There's, you know, there's certain things that I execute on that work for me, like waking up at 4 30 and there's other things that I don't execute on. Like, yeah, I, you know, right now I'm watching Wednesday every night with the family for at least an hour, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great show. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> it's just, it's uh. so if you're, if you're my age, so I'm 37. Oh crap. I just made myself older. I'm 36 like adam's family was hit when we were growing up you know what i mean so wednesday coming back around that's 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 my show not my kids show <laughs> but my kids yeah, yeah. love it too so it works but i, I couldn't agree more you know and, and what happens is it gets convoluted because of social media so once one person says you know i get up at 4 30 in the morning and you know you got the guy working out and you know that's the difference between winners and losers and that whole thing then somebody copies that and somebody else copies it and it starts trending and all of a sudden that's the thing yeah. to do, you know, it's like uh, a, a lot of what's trending right now is the tax codes. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, you can pay your kids. Like I see one of those reels every other day, you know, and it's working for yeah. people that are tax consultants. So I get it, execute on it, do your thing. But a lot of people that keep jumping from trend to trend thinking it's going to, it's going to change your life. They're not accommodating what works for them, you know, Yeah. and that's different yeah. for everybody. And that, that's, the same way in the case of
0: how does that have to do with communication so one thing that coda was explaining was that you need to know as a sales representative how to find the best opportunity for yourself i think this built into communication because you as the leader of your sales organization should be having those conversations with your people and telling them hey like let's touch base what what do you where do you see yourself how is this opportunity for you just making sure that you're communicating with them completely throughout their whole entire life cycle with your company one person who did this very well is Jeff he started with his daughter. And he brought those concepts into how he should run a business with people having touch bases with their employees and making sure that they know those core values. They know the mission of the company and how their role is a part of that. Let's listen to what Jeff had to say. On your Facebook, On your Facebook page, page that your day. daughter,
1: your daughter, just, daughter graduated just graduated from the University, from University of, Miami. of Miami. Is that, is that correct? correct? Yeah, she graduated
3: the U uh, this past weekend. So I was down there celebrating with her and a major accomplishment for her and uh, you know, keeping the, the box getting checked in the next step in life.
1: Absolutely. So thank you. I, I also saw that you guys celebrated and she, she got a little gift for her, her graduation.
3: Yep. Yeah, so my wife wanted to get her something special, so we got her, uh, we got her nice little uh, purse uh, for her graduation because she's a college student, right? So we yeah. treat her like a pro-college student and go through <laughs> her degree, and then you know, here's how life really is, and, and now she's going to step up. And actually, um, even though her degree is in exercise physio, um, mm-hmm. she has run a lot of the marketing stuff for me behind a lot of my companies for several years now um, mm-hmm. as a writer and content person. So I'm teaching her the entrepreneur way. While yeah. getting the degrees and, and and going through the process, so that now she has opportunities and options.
1: I'm I'm curious. It was it just a matter of integrating work and family? Because you know, my my daughter has expressed and she's 12 years old right now. She's okay. expressed interest. She's like, Dad, I'm going to run your company someday. Just letting you That's know, awesome. you know what I mean. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. We'll see if you got the chops. We'll see if you got the grit for it. Right? Did you just naturally integrate her into, you know, the day to day business, or how did that work?
3: So. Um, I'm not necessarily the best at at writing and copywriting. I I do it for a part of my job and I had to learn that over the years because that's like the number one skill you can have. And I told her that when she was younger, like, hey, being a writer, copywriting, understanding that process and understanding, you know, how a business works and and how to drive traffic and and marketing. Um, But I found out when she was in high school, like in later years, that she was really good at at writing and and coming up with the lens of the individual avatar that we spoke to and that we needed to speak to um, at our business. So as I was exiting one of my SaaS companies, I started explaining to her, hey, look, like this is what we got for a letter of interest. This is the price that we're gonna get. Here's the whys. And just kind of start explaining to her. because um, she was, you know, in you know, 15, 16, 17 years old at the time, you know, here's what we're doing and, and the whys. And you know, it was like, I have this job over the summer, I'm, you know, I'm flipping burgers, I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, what if we paid you for a couple blog posts to, to get out there and and do that? And then, you know, I'll teach you a little bit over time, over the summer of of what I'm doing. And that turned into, you know, making a couple thousand dollars a month by being hired by different little SaaS companies to do the content marketing and things like that. And she actually has other folks now reaching out to her right before she had finals. So she kind of put everybody on pause. I'm like, get your finals done, get focused, get your grade, get your degree and, and, and be done. But like they've seen what she's done in the past and i just kind of helped build that little bit over time just kind of taught her hey here's what we do with this here's what we do with that and now mm-hmm. we found a spot that she fit in and let her just try and here's the one thing is like i know it's a little bit different what we're having the conversation but yeah, it's- figuring f- figuring out um like when to be dad and when to be the yeah. boss right so like when it came to like we had scheduled meetings of Hey, look, we're going to talk about this. And I, and I kept all the, the dad talk and I kept all the like, Hey, how's college going stuff? It's like, I treated it like she was an employee of, of the business and the job and really mentored her in a way where it's like, I would do any other employee of look look, this is what my expectations are. Here's what the deliverable is, you know, here's, you know, what I liked about this, what I didn't like about it. And, and mm-hmm. after, I don't know, probably six weeks or, or maybe eight weeks of doing that back and forth, I didn't have to have meetings with her anymore. She was trained and, and educated on the process. I just handed her over to the operations manager and I never spoke to her again in my company, similar to like the up and out model of, of me running my own companies. Yeah. I just basically put her in the right spot. She was trained and now I had essentially an outsourced worker doing exactly what I wanted, but you know, it happened to just
1: be that I was related to her. There's, there's two major things I want to highlight with that because you know I, I love it first off. you know We think we have to like, I don't know, just expose our kids to much uh, all the different elements of entrepreneurship and push that on them. You know what I mean? It's our instinct too, cause we want to teach them how to eat. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you just kind of let her naturally, you saw some talent in her in a certain area and you let her naturally grow that. And it, yep. and, it and it turns out she was able to grow it exponentially. But yep. even then in general, when you bring on new people to your company, they have that uh, intimate one-on-one relationship with you for a little bit until they get trained up. And then you let them operate in their, in their uh, zone of genius basically after that. And you don't have to be, you know, connected with them necessarily every week or every day or, or anything like that. So yep. it, it, it seems like that's a process in itself. And I've, I've never really looked at it that way. And so I might start incorporating that, especially with my salespeople when they first come on. It's like, you know, or with the operations people, they don't know how to communicate in a way that you can make decisions based on what they're communicating to you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And yep. a lot of the times it's just a communication breakdown initially. So those initial conversations, those, you know, the first 90 days are massive in order for you guys to connect and figure out, okay, how do we communicate with each other?
3: Yeah. And I, I've kind of set some benchmarks that I've brought over into phone sites and, and pulsecard of what we've done is when I come in, I, we really start back with, you know, I brought you on for sales team, marketer, you know, operation or whatever it is you've got to have that personal touch, and you've got to build a relationship in the the communication because once a communication channel is shut off, then there's assumptions that are made. There's, I don't know what's going on or there's like lack of guidance. And you really need to set that tone early. And I think one of the big things that I did when we came on or when I got brought on as the CMO of phone sites was we needed to really define who the avatar was, who the individuals that we were speaking to, what are our roles and goals and objectives and the overall mission of the company and what were the core values of it and really yeah. instilled that over about a four-week period into the team and had one-on-one conversations with them um figured out you know what do they believe their role in the company is versus what the leadership thought their role was were they were they matching that or, or where they were what were their expectations what were their own personal goals for the next quarter for the next year right and then just kind of having that conversation one-on-one coming in as somebody at the c level or the operations level now, you can't mm-hmm. do this if you have a team of like a thousand. You can't do one-on-one with every person. Right. But you, right. you work your way up. So you've got maybe an operations manager or somebody an executive person that's going to be able to run those operations managers and tell them the touch points that they need to have, and and really mm-hmm. push that personalization down and that really that true care and communication from the top level. Because if we're not all on the same page, we're not all following the same core values. Not all following the same mission. You know, where Mm -hmm. is everybody going? Like, you know, everybody should be driving the car down the road, you know, and not running into each other. But if we're starting to bump lanes and, you know, somebody took a turn, four exits Mm -hmm. early and you don't know that, they're lost. So we're just kind of trying to figure out, and I did that with her as well as as I brought her into my company. Hey, look, here's what we do. Here's what we stand for. Here's what what I need you to do to be part of that piece of the puzzle. And if you can do that and communicate to me when you have problems, then then we're good. But you do have to have those check-ins as well because some people won't tell you anything.
0: So communicating the exact role of the job. So Jeff did that with his daughter when she first started working with him and then he took that concept and he started doing it with his team as well so that everybody knows exactly what they are responsible for. And when they know exactly what they're responsible for, when that communication is clear, then things can work out in the best way possible. Finally, we have Mr. Brian Covey, who is rounding us out. Doug asked a question on how you would handle something going sour in your sales team. Like there there might be some changes that, that occur that are not extremely positive or some something shifts the culture or threatens the culture of your sales team. And Brian's philosophy on that is at those times, at those moments, then you need to almost over-communicate with each other. So that way you can clearly set a path forward. Let's take a listen.
1: You know, I ma- now, imagine you, you get, get questions, questions similar, similar to this, this all, all the time, time when you're talking, talking about, about building sales teams you know, what do you, what do you do when that culture? Maybe turned a little sour. There was an event that happened. Maybe it was a market shift and you didn't have a strong enough team in the first place. And and then there's a market shift and your culture's kind of going downhill. How would you recommend that uh, managers and business owners turn that sales culture around? Man, great question. So we just went through this
4: lean in stronger, faster, communicate more than you ever expected. You would need to, because you're actually going to be in a season that you need to weed people out. Mm-hmm. And it's counterintuitive, right? Cause you're like, I don't wanna lose people. I don't wanna have people leave. But the reality is there's a concept called enrollment versus registration. And if you think about like in college or anywhere else, um, you can register for something, right? You, you can just kind of sign up, maybe you show up, uh, but you're not all in. If somebody's enrolled and they've paid money and they're truly committed to the vision of are there, you need to find out who's enrolled versus registered. And I would encourage you to do that faster and have the tougher conversations sooner than you need to think through. Most leaders avoid those tough conversations. And what happens is things just kind of keep getting worse. And it's that conflict avoidance, right? And you think it's going to get better and it doesn't. And so lean in in those seasons and find out who on your team is equipped, that is willing and is truly enrolled in this that can help you create the change that you want to see. And recognize you as the leader are the one that needs to lead them through, right? Mm-hmm. Like you own it. And what I recognized during that season was there were some people that, that when times were good, they were good. When times got tough, they either weren't built for it, they weren't willing to adapt, or just their mentality and, and what they were used to is they're gonna find the easy way out, whatever that is, right? Not doing the work, complaining about the market. All of those things are hurting your culture today. Your job as the leader, number one, is to protect the culture, protect the people. And that doesn't mean that you can save everybody. So be the leader that you set out to be, set the standard, lean in on the communication, and daily touches to find out how people are doing. Because I think through that season, we're so focused on the business and the results that many times we'll lose sight of how how are the people feeling, right? Like Mm. How are they doing as human beings? And from there, when they know you care, it's that old saying of, they know how much you care, they're actually going to engage with you. And so you need to sort through that as fast as you can.
1: Yeah, I think that's, that's huge because as a business owner, you see the financials, you know, you see the lack of sales, you see your, your baby drying up, you know what I'm saying? And so the sky is falling somewhat. And so it's hard to, to, to redirect yourself and say, hey, I need to make sure that I am touching base with my people and I have a pulse at the entry level all the way through my level. Because if not, then you're going to lose sight of that. And then all they hear from the top is, you know, hey, we need to do this. We need to hit these numbers. We need to get back going and everything. Or we need to start making sales again. And They don't hear, they don't have anybody listening to them, you know, which when that comes from the owner versus like the VP or something like that, or when that comes from, you know, an individual that's high up in the company that they look up to, I mean, that's maybe all they need that day. Yeah. To, to go out and put in 110% versus the 60 or 70% they have been putting in before, you know? That's and huge, so- And I would
4: tell you, the biggest thing, Doug, is there's a word we use, collaboration, quite a bit. It's thrown around. But if you're asking your team how to help you solve these problems and be very clear of, hey guys, here are the two biggest problems we're faced right now. Keep it simple. Mm-hmm. How can we solve for these? Once you your teams involved in that, that is a simple question you can ask. And then you just gotta be quiet and listen.
1: Yeah and that focus is is massive right and so we we operate on EOS which is entrepreneur operating system and uh so every every quarter we set these rocks right and and my team tries every quarter they try to set more than one rock and I'm like no you only get one you set one you focus on one you hit that one you know what i mean and then we'll talk next quarter about this other rock that you have and what happens more often than not is they hit that one rock and then the other one they wanted to set naturally gets hit because the one rock is being hit, you know? And uh, the, the the power of focus on that is massive. So
0: communication, communication, communication. That is the key word of this episode, and that was the key word of December in 2022. You almost have to over-communicate when things are going. Bad. You want to make sure that everybody gets back on to the same page. Everybody needs to be following exactly what needs to be happening in order for the company to move forward. Unity is the best thing that anybody can have. Once you are unified, there's nothing you can not do or can do, uh, however you want to look at that. Um, Thank you guys again for hanging out with us for about 30 minutes. Like I said, we are in St. Louis. We still need to get these three episodes out to you guys. And we wanted to make sure that you guys had something for your Monday morning to get you guys ready to go for the whole entire week. As always, please like, review, share the BGST podcast. And also you can go to our buildinggreatsellsteams.com all spelled out, BuildingGreatSalesTeams.com, and join our newsletter so you can stay up to date with everything we got going on. Thanks for the last time, and let's get building. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to execute on what you just heard, and let's get building. As always, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts. You can also head on over to buildinggreatsalesteams.com and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast. See you next time.